1: Time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at Brad Logan. C-O-T-E. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault to the Pavilion, to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Hey, welcome into the Believe It Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. A lot
2: happened over the weekend, and we've got Head Coach Lane Kiffin for you. Uh, from Media Day of last week, that'll be in the second half of the show. But as for fall camp? It's wide open. We've got you covered on dot 247com an affiliate of Inside the Rebels. David Johnson, Tyler Comas, and Jared Redding have done a great job covering Ole Miss for you. Uh, right now, there's a special at 60% off. You can get uh, all your content for a year, recruiting, game stories, Preseason camp, you name it, right there at reps247.com. But today, we want to tell you a little bit about the offense, talk a little bit about recruiting a big commitment today, actually two uh, commitments over the last couple of days in the high school ranks that uh, Ole Miss fans is going to be very happy about. And then we'll talk a little bit about fall camp and then hear from Head Coach Lane Kiffin in the second half of the show. Today's show brought to you by ben Online. Ben Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, all the Major League sports. And by the way, NFL right around the corner. There was an NFL preseason game uh, just the other night. Football is here, and we're excited for you. Remember, use that promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Also excited about our sponsorship with Debbie Johnson. Debbie does such a wonderful job in the real estate market in the state of Mississippi. She can be your real estate agent today. Call her cell phone, 662-689-0090, and the office, 662 334 Five 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 five. she's a part of the Kessinger Real Estate Family, she can be your real estate agent today. Give her a shout. She'll look it up. She'll price it for you. She'll put you in the perfect real estate property, whether it be for her home, maybe a hunting property, maybe it needs to be a retirement property. Call Debbie today. She's our real estate agent here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, and she can be yours today. Taking a look at this Ole Miss offense. A lot's happening right now because a huge transfer is coming. Huge transfer. His name? Yeah, you got it. It's a good one. Jam Griffin Uh, ran back up to uh, at Oregon State. You know, Oregon State had a pretty good year last year, but Jam Griffin is is a player that entered the portal and is going to be immediately immediately eligible. So. Uh, he was at the practice today. He was in street clothes, and he'll definitely help this running back room. You know, you remember last year when uh, Quinchon Jenkins, uh Ulysses Bentley was hurt, Zach Evans was hurt, just couldn't come out of the game against Alabama, and Ole Miss had the opportunity there late in the game, and uh, the Crimson Tide would win. But I do think if Ole Miss could have had that fresh back, that could have made a big, big difference. Same thing in that Kentucky game. Ole Miss uh, just uh, kind of running low on running backs. But I think having that depth there, and right now I do believe it's there. You look at the running back room with Quinchon Junkins, the, the the lead runner. You've got, um, of course, you've got Ulysses Bentley that transferred in. And then you've got true freshman Kedrick Riscano who's looked really good from from the reports that we've had. So those uh, three running backs are really locking it down. Uh, just remember, you got Matt Jones. Remember Matt played well in the latter stages of the game against Vanderbilt last year. I think he can give you some quality carries. And then he just needed that one extra back. And then you get that with a jam Griffin. And uh, running back room looks really, really good. Quarterback room, it's been Jackson Dart uh, running with the ones exclusively. That's everything that we've heard. But judging by what we heard from Spencer Sanders last week is he wants to be the starting quarterback. And he's going to do everything he can to unseat Jackson Dart. Regardless, uh, it's going to make Jackson Dart a better player with the competition piece there. So, that's where that stands. Walker Howard, by the way, he's just he's he just hanging out too. Having a really good fall camp, wants to be the starting quarterback. So, that competition piece is going to be there. We do think uh, that it's going to be Jackson Dart that at, uh, the starting quarterback. But I do think that competition piece is only going to make Dart better. But I do think there might be some packages available for Sanders uh, and possibly Howard. Remember, there's a, a chance that that uh, Spencer Sanders gets his degree and he enters the portal and uh, is and possibly could be a graduate transfer. That's obviously on the table as well. So uh, quarterback room really looking good offensively. Uh, offensive line right now, uh, Ole Miss is dealing with an injury as Caleb Warren is uh, is still sidelined by injury. But the good news is the veteran Reese McIntyre has stepped in and has played really well. Uh, Victor Kern, also someone battling along with Eli Acker. At one of those offensive line positions uh, Micah pettis has got some preseason accolades Jaden williams uh, has pretty much got it locked down along with jeremy james so those are some names that you can be looking forward to that offensive line's got a lot of starts between it and uh all excited to see uh what happens with that offensive front huge uh huge component of this offense with everybody excited about what jackson dart can do but more importantly what running back Quinchon Judkin can do. He has to have that production on the offensive front. P. Golding and the defense, uh, you know, just a lot of unknowns and really nothing to report uh, of note because, frankly, they haven't scrimmaged. Until Ole Miss scrimmage and we get a chance to take a look at it, really nothing you can say. Obviously, everyone looks pretty good right now. The the key call-out right now, there's been no injuries. And as long as there's no injuries, that's good news uh, on a defense that has got a lot of questions. And, you know, we're all excited about seeing Santarine Perkins. He's the talented player out of, of Raleigh, Mississippi. We know that defensive line is going to be really deep this year with J.J. Pegues, Win, Wynn. And there, there are a lot of guys coming in with Jared Ivey. It's got some starts behind them, and and, and we're excited to see what happens there. But I think the question marks are at linebacker. You've got uh, Baptiste uh, transferred out of UCF. You've got Montgomery that transferred in out of Louisville. And, you know, there's some unanswered questions there. Is there going to be enough time for that group to gel together? And, you know, we won't know. And just a lot of unanswered questions on defense. And the thing that I said the other day is the defense just has to be decent. They don't have to be great. They just can't be bad. If they're decent and they can give that offense an opportunity, they'll be okay. I mean, you look at the second week of the season, and everybody's kind of circled the two lane game. Here's a little bit of a, you know, a little comment about the two lane game. Ole Miss can't lose it. They just can't, or the season's going to be uh, an incredible uphill. You just can't lose that game. And I get how good everyone's talking about Tulane. But you know what? If you can't beat Tulane, then who can you beat? And that's not anything um, throwing shade whatsoever at Tulane. But if you can't beat the Green Wave, who can you beat on the schedule? We'll learn a lot about the defense, I think, down in New Orleans. Because if Ole Miss scores 42 and they can hold Tulane to 28, then okay. You know, Tulane's a a team that's that's potent on offense, and, and I get that. If you score forty-two and Tulane's got thirty-eight, maybe a chance to score the winning touchdown. You don't want to you don't want to think about losing that game. But if you if you allow Tulane to score in excess of thirty-five plus, then that could be indicative of what happens down the road. So, uh, obviously, big opening game against Mercer for a lot of reasons. Number one, you can kind of feel your team. You can kind of find out what's happening on offense and defense in regards against a live opponent, and it's an opponent that you're going to beat so this gives you a chance to try some things on offensive defense before you play a more formidable opponent the following week at Tulane so fall camp right now it's been a lot of receiver play by Aiden Williams he is absolutely everything that everybody thought he would be so far and he's wearing the coveted number one so uh, Aiden Williams is definitely showing out on offense we appreciate you being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network, so grateful for our sponsors. Remember, we're across all your major platforms, and we appreciate that opportunity to be with you on the Believe Network. Be sure and give us a follow on Twitter. That's at Believe in Ole Miss. And also, I'm, of course, your host, Brad Logan, at Brad Logan C We'll take a timeout. Come back and hear from Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin. Right here on the Believe in Omen's podcast, a part of the Believe Network. but online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Aldison Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or quite frankly anywhere in Mississippi that is your go-to. Remember real estate industry since 2003 looking for that special ag property maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger Real Estate family. Kessinger realestate.com and Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Remember, your go-to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. If you're looking, maybe to relocate Oxford. Part of the real estate family, the Kessinger real estate family. Debbie Johnson, your realtor. 662-234-5555 or call her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Debbie Johnson, And a proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast.
0: It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life, a major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships, moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring Honors College, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home. You never leave Ole Miss.
2: Hi, this is Brad Logan. The Grove Collective's mission is to support, elevate, and protect the well-being of all our student-athletes through a wide range of NIL opportunities and initiatives at Ole Miss. The collective was established to deliver a best-in-class NIL experience that is worthy of the student-athletes who give their all for Ole Miss. This consolidated and sustainable model provides premium access and experiences between our members, corporate partners, and our athletes. To support all Ole Miss athletes and their NIL platforms, visit thegrovecollective.com. That's the grovecollective.com. Join our team. Become a
1: member today.
3: to be back Uh, you know really good practice this morning as we've talked about before this is almost a roster that's half new from last season so um, obviously a lot of work to do with that but a lot of excitement of some guys that have been or could be really good players and we've got a lot of work to do to put that together with all the pieces and you guys have kind of heard this speech before you know that that system can work sometimes even in professional sports with a lot of big name free agents and i refer to the nba and sometimes if they mesh together it works really well but it just doesn't automatically work together and sometimes it doesn't so um it's not just that easy of having these pieces that look like they're supposed to be really good or have performed really well or or big recruits out of high school. Uh, there's a lot to do to put them together and for them to mesh together and come together to be a good, really good team. But <clears throat> exciting to be out there with a lot of pieces to work with and try to bring them together and gel together. <clears throat> defensively, there are a lot of new pieces even more than offense. And <clears throat> that probably will take you a little more time because of the new coaches and new system on defense to get all that. Practiced, put together, and to the level that we want to play at. But we're excited about our new coaches and new players over there, and um, so got a lot of work to do.
4: All right, you have just for
3: the market, Lane, just your first impressions
2: of, of the quarterbacks today, and where that room kind of stands right now.
3: Yeah, all four guys out there, um, getting reps, rotating through with all the different units. So that's definitely as deep as we have been here to have that much competition and and a lot of different ages, you know, with all the way from a guy who's 23 to a guy that was, you know, supposed to be a sophomore in high school. So um, it's really, it's neat to have all those guys together to be able to work with and to have that much talent and also you know nowadays that's that's very rare to have in the quarterback room with all the guys that leave so um, you know like when it came up last night and and Charlie's asking okay well how do we rep them how do you want these guys repped and everything we got a lot of guys and this, that's obviously a great problem to have um, so it's gonna be exciting to watch them compete and develop
2: Lane, I didn't see Zachary Franklin out there this morning. What what can you tell us about that? When will he be available?
3: Yeah, as you guys, I mean, day one, so we'll go back over to, you know, you're not going to get a lot from me on injuries and um, a lot of information on that. It's just how, how it is. So um, he's not out there yet. We would anticipate him to be out there and playing for us, but um, he is not today. Sorry. That's all I got. Kind of back on the quarterbacks, obviously you guys had a battle last year with Luke and Jackson. Are you comfortable with this, with it going into the season this year as it did last year? I would prefer for it not to. I've always said that. I always think it's better to have your guy. But you don't want to risk choosing the wrong one. And so there are times – at least two I can remember, where we've gone into a season not knowing for sure. So we've used some games, our first game, to help gather the information to make the decision because it is, obviously don't have preseason games, so it is, it is hard to judge. And people make the wrong decisions all the time, even with preseason games at the next level. So <clears throat> I just try to be really careful of saying, okay, well, that's the guy, and then, You haven't seen him even play in the game, you know, with you and, um, you know, with the current team. So ideally, no, we would not go into that. But if it can't, if it doesn't show itself, then then I feel like you have to.
0: Coach, based on what you're saying about the difficulties of developing a mesh and a chemistry, Is it too early to ask you where your leadership may be coming from, uh, player-wise?
3: Yeah, that is challenging Um, nowadays in the system that the NCAA has set up of college football, and and also you know taking that on our own, we take a lot of guys, so that is a big challenge, and I think that. You know, this may not be exactly right, but I think we did an exercise the other day just going through and outside of offensive linemen, I do not I think we only had like three players that have been here that initially signed here that are still here that are not just seniors, that are juniors or seniors. So you guys can do the stats. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's what we came up with, which is just obviously mind blowing that all but your, but offensive linemen, the rest of your teams that are juniors and seniors, your upperclassmen, but three are from other places. So <clears throat> that challenge, we do have a few guys that have been here a while, um, you know, especially in the offensive line and Cedric. So, But that's an ongoing challenge for us to bring people along. And that was a big message in the team meeting last night about guys, you got to come to, you've got to do work to come together too. You know, this isn't an individual sport. And you got to do a lot of work off the field with each other to build trust and, and prepare really well.
4: Coach, uh, two of your freshmen were pretty impressed today: the day, Aiden Williams and Kedrick Riscano. Just talk about what you're seeing from those explosive freshmen so far and kind of what you're anticipating from them this year.
3: Yeah, Aiden looked really good. Um, and obviously was a great high school player. And but you never know till you really get him. And again, it's one day without pads. But he looked really special and unique out there. And a little bit we've been able to do with him in the off season, um, you know, saw saw the same type of stuff. And um, and the running back um, has some elite traits. Was a great high school player and um, did some good things out there also.
4: Lane. What, in, in your view, what would make 2023 a success for Ole Miss football?
3: You know, I don't spend a lot of time on that. That's so far down the road. You know, when people want to say, okay, well, win this many games or whatever, finish this place in the conference. That's like, there's too many variables. Um, you want to coach really well and play really well. And sometimes that means this many wins, and sometimes the ball hits the upright and doesn't go in, you know, or a ref misses a call, so... um I know at the end of the day it's about wins and losses, okay. But from a coaching standpoint, it's about coaching really well and getting our guys to play really well and um, and be hard to beat. I think last year at the end we weren't hard to beat because we turned the ball over, we didn't get turnovers, we were horrible in the red zone. Um, You know, too many we gave people too many too many easy plays, and to me when you're a really good team. You're coached really well. You're playing really well. You're hard to beat. You may lose some games, but you got to play really well to beat us. And I do not feel like that was the case at the end of the season.
0: Lane, now that you've had a spring and a summer with Pete Golding, what does he bring to the table for your staff? Pete's
3: really smart, um, great recruiter, high energy. Um, really like being around him and um, – what he brings, he's still young, but what he brings to the guys about coaching really great players and and coaches the coaches really well, too, which um, is sometimes young guys struggle to do. They just want it. They're just scheme guys. So um, I've been really impressed by him, as has everybody that's worked with him.
2: Kind of going off of that, I know you were talking in the beginning about the defense being a work in progress. And, you know, when talking to Cedric and Prince at Media Days. and talked about the
3: challenges of adjusting to multiple schemes and all that. I know this is the first day of fall camp, but with things carrying over from the spring with some of the players that were there, how satisfied are you with the progress made as far as,
4: you know, schematics and trying to adjust to it?
3: Well, again, it's one day with helmets. So, um, <clears throat> you know, we haven't got through the film yet. Um, you know, be able to see both fields of everybody. So I really can't completely answer that. I do. Like I said, I look at it. There are a lot of good looking pieces out there and more from, that there was in the spring. So, now we got a lot of work to do with them, but that's really good because when the pieces don't look really good, a lot of times it doesn't matter how many practices you have, how well you coach, you know, you can't tackle them, you can't cover them. So, I do have some good-looking pieces. Now i got to put it together.
2: Lane, how, how difficult is it now to be a head football coach in the college game with the transfer portal and everything? What's your assessment of where the portal is? And where do you think it's going to go?
3: Okay, that was a couple of questions. Um, <clears throat> I think it, it's extremely challenging. And again, I'm not complaining about my job because I, you know, Jimmy Sexton won't like this, but I've I've mentioned it before. I think we are extremely overpaid for what we do because we have awesome jobs that it's fun to come here every day and, People will say pressure and all that, but we're, we're extremely overpaid. Um, they'll tell you that's the market. But um, it's really challenging now because it's really hard to, to build a team and keep, it's really hard to build a program because every year is so new. And I've been vocal about it. So don't get me wrong. Again, just because I say it's not a very good system that's in place with the portal and NIL combined and not not really good regulations around it, we still maximize it. We still utilize it as much as anybody and because those are what the rules they have in place. But, I mean, it's just, there's no, I said it earlier today, the there's no sport like it that you can look to to say, okay, this is how you do it and this is how you manage a team and this is how, and you really... In some ways, if you take a freshman and they're a really good player and you put a really good scheme in and coach them really well and get them the ball a lot, well, you're creating your own problem because now all of a sudden at the end of the season, everybody wants him and wants to go pay him all this money because of his production. So <clears throat> that doesn't happen. Usually your rookies, they play really well. You've got them for their rookie contract. So it is, it's it's very challenging and um, – the parts I don't like is you get away from X's and O's sometimes. I mean, we're still here the last few days. Our roster's not even done yet. We're still in a couple guys potentially here that may be practicing tomorrow that aren't here today. I mean, that that's not normal. And so it's just really unique.
0: Lane, to that point,
3: obviously many days, your kind of center of your talking points was the NIL and the transfer portal. Just – from that day after you kind of were on that stage and the time since, what has been your reaction from, from people and maybe your thoughts on the comments others have had or criticisms to those statements? Yeah, I mean, I'm okay. It is what it is. People are going to, you know, when you sit up here and talk for a while, they're going to take little parts of it and cut down the paragraph or the sentence, and then it plays different than what you're saying. So, you know, to be clear, and like I mentioned just earlier, It's a really bad system, like I said. Okay, I didn't say all of college football's broke. I didn't say that. I'm talking specifically about two things, the portal and NIL, and them coming together at the same time basically a couple years ago and it not being thought out of the issues that come around that. So, But at the same time, we're still trying our best to utilize whatever rules they are, and I think our collective does a great job. So, again, I wasn't complaining about anything here. I was just talking about the system that's out there. Walker Jones, our collective, our donors have done a great job. So um, there just needs to be a lot of work done on the system that is around it because, like I said, there's no sport at any level where your players just twice a year can opt into free agency, and there's no way to sign them to longer than that. And again, I'm not complaining about I never complain about the money that they get. You should be able to have longer contracts.
2: It looks like, I know you can't comment specifically about recruiting, but it looks like you're having more success with high-level high school guys
4: now than maybe you did when you first got here even a couple of years ago. in an ideal world, are you landing more of those guys where you become less dependent on the portal?
3: Ideally, yeah. I think that. That is the blue the blueprint to win over a long period of time is not to redo your roster every through the portal. In my opinion, you're going to have ups and downs doing that. No different than if you rebuild all the time through free agency and don't draft well. So <clears throat> that is not the ideal way to do it. I'm just maximizing the situation we're in. Each year changes depending on where you're at, what your situation is, how many guys went in. Um, so. But I don't know, you know, if you, again, I can't talk specifics, if you see better players are signing here out of high school now, I think maybe it's a couple years of having on-field success, especially a really good run for, you know, a year and a half until the end of last year. Like I told our guys, every year is different, and we didn't play well down the stretch, but at the same time, too, guys, we're – eight-and-one with the ball in the red zone to beat Alabama to go to nine-and-one. So there were, were some good things being done there, and I think recruits have seen that. Um, and so I do feel like we are getting better high school player attention now.
4: What's good question. The top. Lane you you talked about all kind of the turnover on on the team and you know on defense there's obviously been a lot of that as you mentioned I think last year it was something around like three guys who were brand new from the portal that started uh, the majority of the games for y'all this year it could be much more than that when you combine that with a brand new defensive coordinator are you on closer to the side of you know a little worried or how confident are you in that group because everyone's so
3: new? Yeah, I've, like you guys know, I'm realistic in my answers. Yeah, I'm worried. I mean, I don't, I have nothing to say. Okay, I haven't seen them perform together. New coordinator, new, a lot of new staff, and a lot of brand new players. So, yeah, that's a high level concern. Now, I'm excited about the pieces, the coaches and the players, but that's a long way from them playing really well together and knowing what to do and not blowing coverages and fitting every run right and things. So, um, but I'm very excited about that, and it just is what it is. It's just, it's. I always say you can't follow the book that was written hundred years ago how to coach. You got to evolve and adjust. Well, this book has dramatically changed because I looked out there at one point today. I remember like we went out in the unit that was out there, and I just because I'm kind of, you know, looking at it, it is so new, especially on that side of the ball, and there was. 11 defensive players out there and one signed here out of high school. So, is what it is.
4: Yeah.
3: Any other questions? Yeah, last year after the
4: uh, Central Arkansas game, uh, Jackson had kind of talked about the situation of the starting quarterback job going into the season as, you know, a little bit of a whirlwind, and he said he did a good job, you know, blocking it out, but sometimes got a little foggy if he would second-guess himself sometimes at practice. Uh, if, you know, the quarterback competition got a little late, is that something you've spoken to him about? And is that anything that, you know, you're concerned about if it impacts him?
3: Yeah, and I've talked to him. Um, You know, those quarterback competitions, those have to happen and go later than the player wants them to. Certainly the player wants to be the quarterback and doesn't want that to keep dragging on. But that's not my job is to please one player. I've got to do what's best for the team. And so that's why, you know, it went so long to to figure out, to make sure that we we're making what, with the most information we can get in, the best decision. So, and I get it. That, I got no problem that players get frustrated sometimes with that. And But I think we communicate really well with them so that they understand what's going on and um, why we're doing the things that we do. Just, just your thoughts on the new facility and has it brought any more motivation to the players, team, program itself? Uh, yeah, it's awesome to, you know, being here. Um, again, donors did a great job um, raising the money to build it. And, um, you know, we were in the transition period a long time, you know, all last season being over there and um, even our players, to they really haven't had a locker room for a long time. So, um, you know, it's it's really exciting and um, and I'm I'm sure that falls into that, you know, success you you say you're seeing with high school recruiting too. Um, you know, because these ones prior to this came and visited and didn't see anything, you know, they just saw drawings. So now it's real. All right guys, thanks.